get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Have you ever felt silenced or like your voice, it just didn't matter? Do you ever get uncomfortable being in your own skin? Would you like to know what can make you feel and look better? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free. So you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose courageously. All right, it is our fourth day of lessons I learned from my pets. So we are still finding wisdom in the darndest places. So today I'm going to share with you five lessons I learned from my bunny, my little bunny rabbit. So today is going to be for you if you need a safe space to be yourself. Today's also for you if you're tired of feeling lonely, left out, looked over. And if you're ready to grow deeper relationships that are thriving instead of surviving, this is your day, my friend. Bunny rabbits. I love bunny rabbits. They're just adorable. You know, Easter's coming. Um, and that's, you know, you think of the Easter bunny. That's, that's the big symbol for Easter. I would really curious about the history on how in the world did they get from bunny laying eggs. But that's a story for another day. My bunny. We, we had a couple bunnies. At one point, my older brother was actually, um, had the plans to breed rabbits. So he had like several different ones and they were really pretty. He had some like little lop-eared ones, you know, with the little ears that hang down and super fluffy, super adorable. But the, our pet bunny, Peter, Peter Rabbit, of course it had to be Peter Rabbit, right? So the best part is how we got this bunny. Because we went to an Easter party put on by one of my dad's clients. My dad had a business phone system at the time. And one of his clients was um, a very eccentric gentleman, super fun, just, you know, went all over the world, just really cool guy. And so he throws this party on top of a mountain. We were in California, on top of Sonoma Mountain. And he had some property up there. And so we're coming up this mountain. And it was not a paved road, let me tell you. It was bumpy. It was rutted. It was bad. And we we made it up fine. We had this Audi uh, 5000 at the time. And so it did, it did pretty well with that type of a road. We get up there and we're waiting for the rest of the um, people to get there. So we look over and here they come this entourage. Peter had this entourage of people following him and it was all these really nice cars. Okay. So, you know, you had your Mercedes and your BMWs and we, we were in, you know, this was the yuppie era. I'm in, I'm in Northern California and 
all the big tech boom stuff with starting Silicon Valley and that kind of thing. And here comes this Rolls Royce. And I'm like, um, what? Like, I'm a kid and I even know. This is not a road for a Rolls Royce. (laughs) But here comes this Rolls Royce, right? These are like handmade, hand-painted cars, you know, like money, okay? Like Mercedes are nice, BMWs are nice, but Rolls Royce goes to another level. And here they come. And my mom is talking to this gal and that owns this car as we're waiting for the party to get going. And it was so cool because the lady was like, yeah, it's just a car. And I'm like, dude, that's money. That, that was the first time where I really saw, okay, that is someone with that had money, but money didn't have them. Because it was just a car. And I loved that. That actually has nothing to do with the story other than that's just cool. And so that's, that's the way I want to be like. That's, I'm like, okay, God, I want to have that kind of mentality. Like, you know, you have money, you use money for good, but it doesn't have you. So anyway, so Peter Flamer is the gentleman's name, the business owner. He starts the party. And so what does he do? He does that he does not do your normal egg hunt. Okay. There's all the kids there of, you know, the parents. He doesn't do a regular egg hunt. No, he's not putting plastic eggs out for the little kids to, you know, run around and grab. Oh no, 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 no. He puts real bunnies and chicks, real bunnies and chicks and lets them loose in this pasture. And that's what we went and taste. And my little brother is actually the one that got Peter. So that's what we named him. We named him Peter after Peter, but also after Peter Rabbit. And so he got the little white bunny. He captured it. So good job, Dave. And we bring him home and he becomes our pet. And I I pretty much was the kid. I loved animals. Loved animals. So I was usually the one kind of taking care of stuff. And I loved this little bunny, Peter. And there are five things that I learned from Peter Rabbit. Now, I wish I would have learned them earlier because this first one is even the silent have a voice. Bunnies don't bark. Bunnies don't chirp. They don't purr. But their voice still matters. You, my friend, have a voice. And it matters. I felt like my voice did not matter for decades. And it is such a core thing in me that I'm still working on it. Me doing this podcast is me doing it afraid. I'm not actually afraid of doing the podcast. What it is is putting my voice out there and going, do I have anything worthwhile to say? But I realized God gave me that voice. God gave me the message. And I need to get it out there. So even if you feel invisible, you feel left out, you feel looked over, your voice matters. It matters. But here's here's the thing. 
you need to start using your voice if you're not using it yet. If you have never spoken out for yourself, you need to start speaking out for yourself. Or maybe it's been a long time. I'm going to tell you, when you start doing this, it's going to be difficult. But you can do it. One of the things that really helped me was the Enneagram. Help me finding my core fears. Help me working through my core fears. That's something that I do that I help coach with is the Enneagram so that we can dig all that out, help you overcome and keep working through it. As you can see, like I'm, I'm open with you that it's still, I'm still a work in progress. But as my friend and mentor, Lethia Owen says, we can be a hot mess and a masterpiece at the same time. I want to read to you Esther 4.14. And give you a little background if you're not familiar with Esther. is She was a Jew that became the queen of Persia. But they didn't know her Jewish heritage. And there was a plot from an evil man against the Jews. And he had worked it out. He had tricked the king to basically have this one day where they, they, they were going to annihilate the Jews, literally across the world, not just in Persia, but across the world. Okay. Because he was, he was king of Persia, but basically he was, had conquered the known world at that time. And so here's Esther. Her uncle comes to her and is like, you need to talk to the king. And she's like, um, if the king doesn't ask for me to come to him and I don't have favor in his eyes, I'm going to die. Like that is the rule. That's what would have happened. She literally would have been killed had she approached the king and he didn't find and go, yep, I got favor for you. Go ahead and speak. If he was like, nope, she literally could have died. And so this is what her uncle tells her. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther was brought into that moment for such a time as this to save her people. Now, Esther chose to speak up. She did it in a really wise way. If you've never read Esther, I would highly recommend reading it because it's a really phenomenal story. She was a super smart lady, let me tell you. She didn't just come barreling into the king. She, She was smart and sassy, and it was good. But she spoke up, and she saved an entire race of people because of it. God has given you a voice. He has given you a message. I don't know what that is, but I know he's given you a message because he's given each of us one. And you are called to deliver the message. Now, how you deliver it might look different ways. Maybe you're called to be a coach. Maybe you need to write a blog or you need to write books. Maybe it's your message that you're delivering to your kids as they're growing up. Maybe it's your you're called to homeschool and be able to deliver the message that way. 
Maybe your message is out in the workforce, in the corporate world, or on your job. Or maybe it's to start a business that gets the message out there. Whatever that is, if you don't speak up, there will be people that will miss out on what God has called you to do. Now, I want to give you a few tips. If you struggle speaking up, I want you to try these tips. Start by asking the person you trust the most for help. You're going to have to practice is what you're going to do. So say that, tell them you need a safe place to practice using your voice, sharing your needs, sharing your desires, sharing your opinions. Because if you feel like you don't have a voice, you've probably feel that way because you've tried to use it and it got shut down. That was not a safe place. Find a safe place and ask. Now what you're going to do is you're going to practice using your voice in this safe place where you can share your needs, your opinions, your message, your opinion, like whatever it is. Practice. Then, then what you do is you get used to that. You're going to move a little bit further out of your comfort zone. And you're going to try another safe place. So now you're used to talking to this person. Now you're going to find another safe place. Maybe it's a group of a couple people where it's, it's this safe place where you're going to try to practice. You're going to keep working this, doing this, using your voice. Until you can speak up in a not safe place. But the great thing is, is you've got all this practice, all this chance to work out all the butterflies. It it helps you really start to like rewire your mind to remember you have a voice that matters. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get being uncomfortable. Because if you have felt like me most of your life where you didn't feel like you had a voice, it is really uncomfortable at first. I went through this same process with Bob. Bob was my safe place and I told him, I need, I need a safe place to work through conflict because that is what I feared the most. And I would talk to him And I would shake, like literally, physically shake. I would pace. I would um and and him and ha to get out what I was going to say. It was so hard. Poor Bob. He put up with so much. But I'm so thankful that he did. Because now I can just talk. I can just talk to him. And then once I, I got better at that, then... I've started working that with more safe places, my accountability partner friends, my co-hosts and podcasting and sharing those things. And now it's getting, you know, I'm able to, I'm, I'm working my way out the circle where I'm saying things now on a podcast where anybody can listen. Anybody could find this podcast. You can do this. Your voice matters. Even the silent have a voice. All right. The second thing I learned from my bunny, 
Mr. Peter Rabbit, is eat your veggies. Bunnies eat veggies. Like, bunnies eat vegetables. Like, think of Peter, Peter Rabbit from the book. He was always stealing from Mr. McGregor's garden, remember? That's how they lost their papa, was stealing the, the veggies. I really mean this literally. A diet rich in various vegetables, it actually lowers your blood pressure. It reduces your risk of heart disease and stroke. It helps with your digestive tract, your digestive issues. It has a positive effect on your blood sugar. And that's just a few. And it fills you up so there's less room for those, you know, sweets and salty snacks. Daniel in the Bible, Daniel and his friends, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they got taken into Persia, by the way. So the same place where Esther was, it was all around a similar time period, but when they were in training, they actually did not want to eat what the t- other teenagers were eating, the king's food, which was rich and fatty. And they asked to be given a healthier diet of, of vegetables. And some will also say uh, the legumes, you know, like the beans and things like that. And the guy who was taking care of Daniel was like, oh, I don't want you looking bad you know, compared to these other people. He's like, look, test us for 10 days. So they do a test. They run the test. They eat the vegetables. And then he looks at Daniel and his friends and he looks at the other people and he's like, dude, you're all are going on a vegetable diet, (laughs) which they probably hated Daniel at that point. But they were better off because of it. We think about it. We eat so much food that comes from a box. And look, this isn't a diet podcast or anything like that. I am not fully eating all of what I need to eat. But what I do is I really try to just work in as much as possible. And it helps fill me up and I feel better. And you can do that too. So it's good for our health in so many ways. And when we feel healthy, don't we feel happier? I feel so much happier. So... Eat some more veggies, you know, substitute things here and there, and you're going to feel better. So eat your veggies just like a little bunny friend. All right. The third thing is this, is friendship matters. Bunnies are super social creatures. And we are too. We were not meant to do life alone. But so many times we get so busy and we lose track of what matters. Jesus even spent Time alone, but really the majority of his ministry, he was with people. Traveling with people, doing ministry with people. We were not meant to do life alone. Jim Rohn says each of us needs all of us. And all of us needs each of us. Socializing helps ward off loneliness. How many of you have ever felt lonely? Especially even during the pandemic. But even before after the pandemic, I can walk into a room of people and feel alone. That means I'm not connected. Socializing increases your sense of happiness and your well-being. And it may even help you live longer according to the Mayo Clinic. Like, it's good for you. Not just the veggies. 
but friendships matter. So think through who can you connect with today? Sometimes we're waiting on somebody to connect with us. The scripture says he who wants a friend must first be himself friendly. Sometimes you just got to be the first one to reach out. And I know, you know, that kind of stinks and you're like, can't somebody else do the work? Well, you know what? Sometimes the other person isn't doing it because they're trying not to be a bother. So you got to let them know, you know what? You're not being a bother. I love it when you text me randomly. I love it when you give me calls. Because you know what? That's actually what goes on in my head. And I think, oh, I don't want to bother that person. They, they're probably busy. They, you know, I, I, they might be doing this or they might be doing that. And, and sometimes I just won't do it. Friendship matters. All right. The next thing is this. Embrace your uniqueness. Fascinating thing about bunnies, because you always think about bunnies and reproduction, right? Uh, two, a pair of bunnies, okay? Male and a female can reproduce nearly 4 million bunnies in four years. That's a million babies a year. I have three. That's, you know, I'm glad I'm not a bunny, I'm just going to say. But in reality, what it is, is they're prey animals, so they got to deal in volumes here because, unfortunately, they're not all making it. So they make lots of bunnies. So, however, even though we got so many bunnies hopping around the forest, each bunny is unique. It's got, they got different personalities. They are unique. You, you are a unique individual. You are exclusive. Nobody is like you, even down to your DNA. In a world that pushes us to conformity, to conform to their standards, to conform to their beliefs, their fashions, their cultures, like everything the world does is trying to make us conform. But Father's calling us to stand out. He has made each of us unique. And we need to stand up to that. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Don't hide it under a bushel. No. Do you remember that song? (laughs) But on the lampstand, and it gives a light to all who were in the house. Your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. You, my friend, are called to reach people others can't. And that is because you're unique. You have a unique message that will resonate with specific people. It is a message and a story that Father gave you. Embrace your uniqueness. You do not have to be the same. In fact, God wants you to stand out, stand up, and share. Share what he's put on your heart. And the last thing is this. Can you guess what it is? Play still matters. (laughs) Play still matters. Bunnies play, man. 
They're still playful. Have you ever seen them? They do that little kick up thing. It's adorable, actually, when they do it. But bunnies still play. They play with each other. They will play with you. Play is great for our emotional well-being. When you look at it and you look at our friendships, play helps us make friends. Like when you were a kid, hey, you want to play together? You know, I'd play My Little Ponies with my my girl pals. And then the boys would come over and go, hey, man, you want to play tackle football? I'm like, heck yeah. And I'd go play with them. But I would grow friendships that way. We do it the same way as an adult. You want to go play? I just texted my friend Jackie the other day. I had an old picture pop up from last year. We went to a place called Top Golf, and we played. We just had fun, and I was like, Jackie, when the weather gets good, can we go to Top Golf again? She's like, Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna go play. We're gonna grow our friendship even deeper. Take time to explore with family and friends. Play matters. Now listen, when you follow these five lessons our cute little bunny friends have given us, that even the silent have a voice. Eat your veggies. Friendships matter. Embrace your uniqueness. And play matters. When we do this, we're going to be someone that's healthy and happy, just like our little bunny buddies. All right, I want to ask a favor. If you have been enjoying this podcast, would you take a moment and rate or review it if the platform that you're using allows for that? Or if it doesn't, could you do me a favor and share it with a friend? Or maybe you share it on social media. Hey, I was listening to this podcast and it's really been helping me out. If it has helped you, would you please do that for me, please? That helps me get my unique message out there. Because you know what? My voice matters too. And I appreciate you so much. Listen, you have got this and Father's got you. Thank you a bunch for listening. And until next time, live fearlessly free.